Welcome, everyone, to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy, and with me is a special guest, Melissa White. Melissa, how are you doing today? I am pretty good. How are you? I am doing just fine. It's a uh, not a great day weather-wise outside, but it's a great day for myself. We've had a lot of um, awesome things going on here at Press Starts and, of course, for my personal group. And I have actually been looking forward to all week this interview to talk with you about it because uh, for a lot of people who don't know that might not know yourself, uh, you are a voice actor and were gracious enough to come here onto the podcast to step in and help with my move. I've been talking about it, of course, on the podcast. And so when you're hearing this episode, I am closing on my house, so I am nowhere near my current place that I'm recording right now. Uh, and so that's when this episode is airing. So Melissa, before we kind of get into some things, because of course some people are going to be like, where is the California thirst quencher Pete Legia? Well, Pete was not able to be here, but you're here in the, in his place. So for those that don't know about you, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the show. Yeah. So first of all, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, but as you said, I am a voice actor. I've been voice acting um for about a year and eight months, but who's counting? Um, <laughs> and uh, I, but I've been an actor my whole life. Um, I used to do on stage productions at my high school, middle school. Um, I took some classes in college. So I'm no stranger to uh, getting in my feelings as actors do. <laughs> so um, I, yeah, I, I've loved it my whole life. I really wanted to be an actor ever since I was a little kid. Um, but I had parents who were looking out for me, you know, and they were like, no, you know, that's not a sustainable career path. You can't do that. So I listened to them and I ended up becoming a counselor in psychology. So I did that for a while. And then I didn't really like that because I'm too, uh, I had a really hard time separating myself from my clients. So I really felt everything that they felt and it was really hard on me. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe I'm just not the right person for this job. Um, and then I worked for an animal rights organization for five years. And during that time, I found my love for voice acting um, because I, I moved to Las Vegas and there's a voice acting studio here. And I was just like doing some searches online for acting stuff because I missed it. You know, I was like, man, like I, I really have this itch I need to scratch. And uh, I came across that. I was like, wait, voice acting? Because I'd never really thought about that form of mm -hmm. acting before. And I was like, wait a second. I want to try that because I'd been thinking this whole time. I want to do something with my voice because I had always gotten comments on my voice. Um, granted, it's not about the voice. It's more about the acting. But it's still like it was in the back of my mind. Right. So I was like, OK, I got to do something because I was a singer, too. I'm like going on. I'm telling my whole life story right now. Ooh, You're completely fine. Life. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was a singer, too. And so I missed singing. And I was like, man, like I want to do something with that, too. So with voice acting, it is kind of the best of both worlds because there are definitely auditions and things where it's like sing this or it doesn't say sing this and I'll sing it anyway because I just want any excuse. I'm like, this fits. I'm going to sing it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's um, that's kind of where I got to where I'm at. Took some classes at the studio here in town and absolutely fell in love. And I've been training hard ever since. And doing a ton of auditions, as many as possible. And uh, 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at today. I hope that answered the question the way it was supposed to. <laughs> it did. And of course, now you're here, of course, on the podcast, which we are grateful for to have you. And we will talk about more about your background and all the things that, of course, have led you to uh, voice acting. But we got to get into the opening of the show. So for everyone that is here for the podcast, welcome to the One More Game podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed about all the video game news happening around the world, whether it is PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, or PC. If there's news that you need to know about, we'll make sure that you know about it. When you're listening to this on your podcast service, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what your service offers. And if your podcast service allows reviews, please leave a five-star review and tell everyone why you love the One More Game podcast, because we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every Friday. If you'd like to be part of the show by asking a question or suggesting a topic for discussion, Head on over to pressstartnews.net slash one more game and fill out the submission form and your submission could be used on the next episode. Or when we're normally live streaming this, you could drop it in the chat box over at youtube.com slash pressstart28. But as I alluded to earlier, we're recording this early. So, of course, this is not being recorded or live streamed at the time. So go to that website and fill out the submission form. But... If this is your first time to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy your listen, and I hope you enjoy your stay. But if you are returning, you already know what it is. We start off every single podcast talking about what we've been playing lately. So, Melissa, what have you been playing lately? All right. So, I'm really into this game. Some of you might know it. called Judgment. Okay. Um, are you familiar I actually, so the to be honest, I own it. It's a, uh, I have the copy out in the living room. I have not played the full version. I've played the demo, and I've of course loved the demo. Uh, but I bought this during GameStop's uh, buy two get one de- free deal. But as I always allude to here on the podcast, my backlog is so large at the moment; it's just sitting on my shelf. But at some point, I am going to get to it. <laughs> so I want to hear your thoughts about you know, what you think of the game. I felt that feeling, first of all, (laughs) just like having this endless backlog of games, same. Um, But I am obsessed, okay? So I was not expecting to like it as much as I do um, because I I knew, I went in knowing that the voice acting is fantastic Mm because I've actually been coast, uh, what? What did I just say? Coached. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually been coached by uh, the guy who plays the lead character. And um, I I picked it up because I loved him so much. Like being coached by him, I was like, wait, he's so good. I want to like play and watch the media he's been in. So Mm. um, I picked it up because of that. Shout out to Greg Chun. Um, But he, oh my gosh, like, his performance is so inspiring in the game. It like makes me want to be a better actor. Um, and it's just like, as far as the game itself, like voice acting aside, that's tend to, that tends to be what I fangirl over because I mean, hello. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, it's so fun. I'm a sucker for like great storylines. Cause that's what I play games for. Like I, I play a lot of visual novels too, because I just love being immersed in a story Um, and so this is a really great game for that. It's so interesting. It's one of those stories that just like has you on the edge of your seat and you can't put it down. Um, and on top of that, you get to beat a lot of people up because it's like, you know, there's a lot of gangs around it's like, hell yeah. Like, obviously I can't do this in real life. And obviously (laughs) I would get my ass kicked if that were the case. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> but um, but it's so it's so cool to just like be like learn all these fighting moves and stuff and like have this awesome story. And I love that it's like very much um, you can just run around with no time limit and go to all these restaurants and like explore the world without being like, oh, I, I don't know, like Persona, you need to go to bed. Um, <laughs> any Persona yes. fans out there, shout I out. Persona um, fan right here. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> same. But yeah, this one is just like you, there's no like time doesn't pass when you do something. Like there's a bunch of cool things you can do and it's not like, okay, you've reached your limit for the day. You can just endlessly do that and then continue the story when you feel like it. And so I love that about it because it's like play at your own pace, do whatever the heck you want. And man, I just I can't recommend it enough. And this is my first game in the I think it's in the Yakuza series. Um, yeah, from the Yakuza but, creators. Yep. Yeah. So it's my first one. And I'm like super excited to play all the other ones, too, because um, I, I know a few people who are in Lost Judgment, which is the the sequel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, got to play this first and get <laughs> get through this and do this. And then so I can play that. So that's like my life just being like, oh, something new came out. I got to catch up on whatever I missed. So, yeah, that one. Um, It's a really, really good game. And then this is like a totally opposite game. But I've been playing Fall Guys a lot. <laughs> OK. All right. <laughs> It's so fun. It's just so stupid. Like, I just love being able to run around as this little blob and be like, okay, we're going to get wrecked over and over again and just like fall off of everything. Obviously, the name is Fall Guys, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I like mindless stuff too. Like, when I'm not playing my stories, I need something where it's like, if I had a long day and I'm like, all right, I can't like focus on anything. So we're just going to be stupid in this game. And I love stuff like that too, where it's just like, I don't know. We can compete and I can lose badly and it'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. And Fall Guys is like the perfect game for that. So uh, obviously with the game being out now and stuff, I can talk about it. I was one of the very early testers of that game and was testing it out for a long period of time. Was, of course, uh, told to capture my gameplay and my thoughts and send it over to uh, Mediatonic uh, over it. So I knew for a long time that game was going to be a lot of fun. I had so much fun and I kept envisioning in my head when I have a chance to play this with my friends this is going to be even better and so when it first released i was hooked on that game i played it for a long time i haven't jumped back on it yet since it went free to play but i totally get what you're saying and i want to just ask real quick because you said that you play a lot of visual novels and one of the games that uh judgment of course uh really pulled me in as you mentioned was the yakuza series but was the Ace Attorney series. And so I wanted to ask you, just in your your thoughts, I guess, what uh, one visual novel is like you a big fan of, but two, how do you like the detective aspect that Judgment brings that's kind of, you know, in, in the same vein, so to speak, of like the Ace Attorney series? Um, it's really funny you bring that up because I have friends who have been trying to get me to play Ace Attorney forever. And I've, I have, okay, I, I started it, and I just couldn't get into it. I've tried to oh, play it no. so many times. I know. So, like, I'm going to get so much hate. Like, please don't send me death threats. But um, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, I was, I think it's because of my mindset surrounding it. Because I was using it more as a way to practice voice acting. Because there's no voice acting in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was like, okay, I'm going to voice all the characters. So, I think I played myself. And I turned it into being, like work instead of play Uh. um so i i think because i'm just i have too much going on every day so i'm like i don't want to do more work um (laughs) so (laughs) i don't know it's just 
it's no hate to the game at all. It's it's me, guys. Like just it's it's me as a person. But yeah, anyways, back to your question. I just had to comment on that. Um but I um I really love detective stuff. Like that's totally my thing. Um I, that's the type of anime I'm into, too. It's okay. just like I love I love a good mystery. I love like a lot of times they have like psychological thriller aspects to them too. So I just, I love being on the edge of my seat, not knowing what's going to happen, just being totally in the dark. I think that's so cool. Like that's what excites me. So I, I love being a detective. That's like my favorite thing. Um, But as far as like my favorite visual novel, that's a really tough question, man. Um, I have an easy answer for myself, but that's why I was curious to see if you're along the same vein (laughs) as me. I really, uh, I I want to pick. Okay, so I'm I'm not gonna pick when they cry because that's my favorite anime. So I'm not gonna give them the visual novel too because okay. that's what it's originally from. But I'm gonna pick uh, World End Syndrome. Oh, uh, I actually have you played own it? that one. I I uh, <laughs> again. So, so again, have it. I've only played the demo. Um, but I own that because in a, a past job that I did, I did event uh, production business and traveled across the country putting on video game tournaments. And uh, Axis Games uh, gave me a free copy of that. And so, like, I I have it. I have it. I have it downloaded. I just have not been able to get to it yet because of the backlog. <laughs> Man, you know everybody. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I was a tester for that. Oh, like, they gave me a free copy. No big deal. Um, but... No, there. Uh, this game, like, again, I I never expect to like anything as much as I do. I always go in with really low expectations because I feel like it's less disappointing that way if oh, I don't yeah, like something. Sure. <laughs> but I I was like, whoa! Like the character designs are so cool. Um, again, it's a great mystery. It just like keeps you guessing the whole time, and it's just gorgeous. Like I love the backdrops. Uh, the story is so interesting. All the characters are so wholesome. And also there's like some that are really intriguing and mysterious. So it's like, I don't know, it's just got the best of everything. And I I recommend it to everybody because I think even if you don't like visual novels, there's still some elements where it's like you get to pick and choose what you're doing. Um, And it's just like if you especially if you like anime, I feel like you would like it because they're all very anime looking characters. (laughs) For sure, for sure. And I will say uh, to echo what you're saying, I I do highly recommend people go check out the demo if it's still available. I think it is. Um, But if you have a chance, go try the demo out, see if you really like it. And I think the game regularly is on sale now for like $20 or uh, cheaper than that. So if you're looking for, hey, I have some money to throw and I want to buy a new game and try out a visual novel, that's one to try out. Uh, before I get into games that I play, I want to say my favorite visual novel, and uh, people that know me very well know that this is the easy case, is Danganronpa. I absolutely love oh, Danganronpa. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 anytime someone goes, well, like, I want to get into visual novels, what should I play? I'm like, Danganronpa. <laughs> play Danganronpa. I agree. So, uh, totally love it. Monokuma. Awesome, awesome character. I want to get a plushie of him at some point. I don't have him, but I want to get him on my uh, shelf over here. Uh, What I've been playing lately, uh, I play, I switch games all the time. So I'm back actually to playing The Last Remnant. Uh, Again, for those that haven't been around here, I'm playing the PC version, which is delisted. It no longer is available, Um, but you can go play The Last Remnant Remastered, which is on PlayStation and Switch having a ton of fun with the game again it's uh as i've mentioned before the parts that 
the combat that might throw people off is you don't technically select the moves that your characters use in the combat. The way I think of it or the way I kind of describe it is like you're the commander of the army and you just kind of shout to the these unions or these groups, hey, do this. And then they choose from their set of moves what they want to do. Um, so like if you tell them, hey, use uh, – combat arts they're going to use melee focused moves if you say use mystic arts they're going to use uh magic type moves if you tell them to attack they'll just go straight attack heal obviously um so that's the one thing that does throw people off obviously i've had some issues uh haven't had it recently but where i'm like hey heal yourselves and then they're like I don't know what to do, and then they don't heal themselves and they die. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> but but of course, that's just sometimes, you know, the give and take that you have with battles. Uh, and then the last thing that I've kind of been uh, diving into is I've been playing uh, a little bit more of... Um, of WWE 2K22 because of course uh, the day that we're recording this is our new episode of PSWF is going to be airing over on our YouTube account so make sure that you are over there following it so that's a lot of fun uh, and then the last game played it very briefly but I just want to mention it and I'm going to pull up uh, while I talk about it is uh, Undernaught's Labyrinth to Yomi and I don't know if it can Nabrath of Yomi, excuse me, I should say. Um, it is a dungeon crawler from Axis Games. Uh, the publisher, I should say, of it. The developers are experienced. They make a lot of dungeon crawlers. Uh, Sword of Sapphire City and um, Wings of... No, Wings of Sapphire City and... Uh, I can't remember what the other one is. It's something of Sword City. That's what I, I'm trying to think. But... They make a lot of those, and this one I'm really excited for because it's kind of a darker in tone aspect, and um, I love how customizable it can be. Sometimes dungeon crawlers are great for that aspect. So, for instance, I made my character, and I named him Darcy, of course, uh, but uh, it let me change the whole background, like, detail text. So, like, I remember, like, with the default was, like, oh, you're a miner for some company and stuff, and I changed it to a games journalist with a, a fascination for magic caught up in a, a world of ruin looking for fortunes. And I was, like, I just, it made me instantly go, all right, I'm already sold. I love that I could just customize the entire backstory of my character, so... Totally recommend checking that out as well. But we've been talking a lot about what we've been playing lately for quite a bit. Let's get to talking about you, <laughs> Melissa, because, of course, that's what we are here to talk about. With this being a week we're recording early, can't talk about news of the week if I don't know what the future brings. So we're going to talk about you, Melissa. And let's start off with a segment that some of those that are used to the uh, episode have heard in the past. It's been dormant for a little bit. We're bringing it back, and it's called boss rush time so melissa what boss rush time is is i'm going to give you rapid fire questions and you got to try to answer them back quickly okay all the idea oh, is no. just try not to think <laughs> about it too much all right very quick Improv, very easy go. you got this exactly <laughs> see voice actor you're ready to go all right are you ready for this and uh, you, i guess <laughs> you already answered the first one basically but favorite anime uh when they cry Least favorite anime? Uh, You know the girl who ch chants love something something. Very long name. <laughs> <laughs> Game that you put the most time into? Persona 5. Easy one, that one. Uh, favorite voice actor? <laughs> uh, Erica Harlicker. All right. Voice actor you would love to meet or work with? 
Uh, I can't answer the same one, I'm guessing. <laughs> you can if you want. Um, yeah, Erica Harlicker. <laughs> All right. And then the last question we have is, what role would you have loved to play? So this could be a past, a present role that you're hearing about, or a future role if a game was being made on something. Literally any playable character in the Persona series. <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one all right you passed boss rush time that was just the Yay. easy one again i used it more for a warm-up to get people to getting to know you a little bit uh so that's an easy one normally it's a lot harder i will tell you that it's still easy but oh. uh but <laughs> pete normally it's stories of the week and i just give you like the headline and you got to just answer it but obviously weeks in advance i'm not going to just throw that at you um so let's talk a little bit about you melissa obviously we've had some fun here early on and i think for some people they want to of course get an idea with things so you talked a little bit about of course you've been had this upbringing uh of being on stage uh all the way back to high school i think you said and obviously wanting to continue doing it so was it was it simply Googling on uh, when you moved to Las Vegas about studios that made you get the idea of voice casting? Or was there something that kind of triggered into your mind at some point saying, you know what, voice casting, voice acting might be something I'd be interested in? You know, I have a, a little bit of a funny story about that. So one of my close friends, uh, who was not my close friend at the time, um, I was on a Discord call in an anime server because I'm a weeb. Um, <laughs> surprise. Um, <laughs> and uh, we were just uh, just chatting, like having a normal conversation. He was like, hey, you sound like this voice actor. So he told me I sounded like a voice actor. It was uh, I, I can't remember her name, but she played a Mayuri in Steinsgate in the dub. Okay. Um, fa fantastic anime. Um, but I was like, huh. So that's something that kind of stuck with me uh, in the back of my mind. Because I was just like, wait, I sound like a voice actor, which I don't know what that means, but that's hella cool. So I'm going to have that. So I had that in about 2018. I didn't move to Vegas until late 2019. Um, but yeah, it was like, I, so I had that like primer, right? So I mm -hmm. had that in my head and then I, I was looking up acting stuff. It was the Google search is really what like sealed the deal for me. Thank you, Google. Um, but it was just like, <laughs> not sponsored just, by Google. Or <laughs> no, it wasn't, but please pay me to be in a commercial or something. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> it just, it kind of just went from there. It was just like, I was looking up acting classes and I thought, you know, I missed it. I was like, what can I do to get active here? Because uh, I need some type of hobby, too, where it's like I'm not just working my full time job, which I loved. I loved the job that I was doing at the time. But it was just like I need something more, like something to just fulfill me with my creative outlet. Right. So I I Googled it. I found the studio and I was like, I'm going to take an intro course. And it was really, really fun. And I felt like so comfortable behind the microphone. like oh. Let me not say comfortable, but I felt like at home in a way like I was super nervous and I felt like I just it it clicked like I belonged there. Like this is the thing I'd been looking for where I was just like, what can I do with my voice 
um, that people always comment on, like, is there something I can do with it? And then it just, it almost like fell into my lap in a way. And I was like, this is super cool. It's like the fates and the stars aligned. And I don't know, that's, that's kind of a, it's kind of a boring start, but I mean, <laughs> Hey, it's actually, it's an, it's a nice start in my start, in my opinion, because I totally understand it from a perspective of myself, a person that I worked in television news for many years. And, um, when I moved, uh, to move up here to where I live right now and obviously going to move again I did something similar not obviously into voice acting but I did something like I need to find something outside of work to get out into the community and do something because I was moving to a place I didn't have any friends so it was like well I need to do some things right to to make some friends obviously you can make friends at work but I get you know that aspect of being like well I'm in a new city what is there that I can do to Find something new, find something different, and as for you, uh, you know, obviously voice acting be the uh, being the case. And I also understand when you said like I felt at home because I'll I've been doing communication stuff since 2013, uh, even longer if you count me in college. And no matter what, even like before I interview, I sat in this chair and I was nervous. I'm always nervous, but the nerves <laughs> is part of what drives you. It makes you feel good. It makes the conversation flow because you just you overcome that. So. I want to ask, with that being said, you talked about, obviously, for the last year and eight months, who's counting, of course, that you've been working at uh, for voice acting. How has the training and practicing and just basically the hurdles or things that you've done to get to this point been like for you? Um, It's been really hard um, because, I mean, in any creative industry, there's a lot of competition. Um, of course, because there's so many talented people out there. Um, but it's just the training process has been really fun for me on top of like it being difficult, like the industry itself. It's just, it's been a journey because I've gotten to work with so many people who I admire myself. And, um, it's, it's so cool just being able to learn something new or multiple new things every time I take a class. And I've taken many, many classes. So you can imagine all the learning that's going on. But um, it's just the learning process is so fun. And I feel like people are so focused on their end goal. Um, and I, I'm guilty of this too. I'm like, man, like, when am I going to get something really big? Right. But it's like the journey itself is so cool. And to just be able to learn from so many different people and um, just get better and better every time you take a class is just amazing. And it's 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 easy to forget that that's like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm just, you know, doing this so I can get my big role down the line. But um, no, I just I, I love training. I genuinely do. The only thing is it gets expensive, like everything else, <laughs> voice acting, because the equipment's expensive. I mean, you know, this is everything's expensive. Um, setting up your space is expensive. And it's like it can be super discouraging to be someone who doesn't have a lot of money. Um, because I worked at nonprofits <laughs> for my entire career because I just want to help people. Okay. Um, but it, it didn't help me that much. So, um, <laughs> financially anyways, so it's just like been a little, a little slower than I would like, because I have to 
save up for stuff because now I, I have a day job of working at a cafe. So that's like my my main income. I get some some from voiceover, but it's not enough to sustain me right now. So I have to have that little something something on the side. Um, well, main, I guess <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. It's still um, a little something, something, but yes. <laughs> a, little, a little something, something. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to pretend that uh, I get more roles than I do. Um, but it's just, it's been a really cool journey so far. And I, it's, I think the hardest thing for me, and I, I'm sure a lot of people struggle with this, is just the comparing yourself to other people. Um, because I'm very active on social media, and so therefore... I see everybody's role announcements and all the cool stuff they've been doing, which I'm like cheerleader over here, like hardcore. But there's that little voice in the back of my head that's like, you don't have anything to announce. You suck. You should just quit. <laughs> you know, like just ridiculous stuff like that. But it, it's so hard to see other people being so, so successful. And you just kind of like trudging along, like waiting for your moment. Um, but it's just... I've been telling myself, you know, my moment's coming. Everybody's journey's different. You shouldn't be comparing yourself because it's like you're not them yeah. and they're not you. So you you have some stuff to offer that they don't, too. So it's like thinking about the positive aspects of that. It, it's just I don't know. I went on this tangent here and I don't no, know what my point was. But. You, you, you did. You did a great job. And I totally get the whole comparing yourself. I think we're all guilty of it. I know I'm guilty of it. And my wife always at times has to be like, stop it. <laughs> just stop yeah. it. Like, like, you know, you've done a lot. You have a lot under your belts. But of course, it's like you. I'm like, yeah, but that where's that big moment that I can just point to and be like, there it is, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you talked about, of course, a lot of learning, obviously I know sometimes it can be learning overload and you talked of course yeah. about the expense of it. Uh, your studio behind you for those that are watching can see the, <laughs> the sound of softeners behind you. But I guess for you, what do you feel has been one of the most Im important parts that you've learned from starting this journey into voice acting? Um, one of the most important things, I guess that I can use my normal voice. I know a lot of people go into it and they're like, okay, it's all about like, what silly fun voices can I do? Which, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely roles out there for that. And I've done some of those roles. But for the most part, most of the things I've booked are in my voice or like very close to my voice. And I mean, my natural speaking voice, but mm -hmm. it's like... I've been told, too, in my training that your biggest moneymaker is your natural speaking voice. And I think that's something that is so important to remember, because I think a lot of us don't really like our natural speaking voices. Um, so it's like we're always trying to change it. But at the end of the day, that's the most authentic because it's you like it's mm. just you and you don't have to like put something on. Um, so especially for things that aren't character related. So like commercials, narration, audiobook. I mean, audiobooks have some characters too, but it's like, yeah. there's, there's a, you just, you can talk like yourself and get paid for it. <laughs> I think that's one of the most important things I've learned. Cause it's like, uh, sometimes like I'll listen to a recording. I'm like, why do I sound like that? <laughs> um, but I, I think it's a, a common struggle and I just, if, if any voice actors or like uh, people who want to be voice actors are listening to this, just know like your voice is enough and you can use it. And it's um, it's OK to do that. 
Yeah, as a, again, a person who worked in news and had to use their normal voice all the time for voiceovers and stuff, yes, you can do it. There's, there's like, slight little tweaks that you have to do, uh, but it's yeah. not, like, uh, you know, doing a voice like this, like, I got to change my voice completely. <laughs> you know, you can, yeah. it's just slight tweaks uh, for it. I want to ask a little bit uh, about your your website. So, of course, you have a website, melissa-white.com. And one of the things I noticed right away uh, is your demo reel. And so in your demo reel, you play like six different characters in that (laughs) demo reel. So how did you come up with that? Did you write that script? Was that something that you did in recording uh, lessons? How did it come up? Because I personally thoroughly enjoyed going through and I was like oh this is <laughs> this is her it has to be and everything that's going on um so I want to give a massive shout out to my coach and good friend Brett Mukai um he actually wrote the script for me first we uh we met up um and we had like a a consultation basically and we talked about, you know, what kind of characters do you want to include in here? So he was taking notes about the types of voices I wanted. And uh, I I was giving him like a little demo of what the voice is. I was like, oh, it's going to sound like this. And then he was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's this type of character. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wrote the entire script. He is amazing. Like he is just, he's written a lot of them. And so it's just like, it's so cool. The idea to just have it be one cohesive story too, to just be like, okay, you're going to be voicing all the characters in this one story. And I just, I love that. Cause it's like, people are invested when they're listening. They're like, Oh, like what's going to happen next. Um, but it's, yeah, so Brent Mukai, amazing. And then uh, it was produced by the voice actor studio here in Vegas, the studio I started with. And uh, they did a really great job. And I, I really love how it turned out. So it was just, I mean, I, I just did the acting. <laughs> That's all I can get the credit for. But um, I, yeah, it was, it was a really, really fun time uh, recording that. And uh, I'm just, I'm so grateful for the hard work that was put in on it. Now, don't downplay yourself because obviously the voice acting <laughs> is the focus of that part. So, yes, but of course, <laughs> as always, great to shout out the other people that helped you along the way. So, of course, I think they're going to be saying thank you uh, when they're listening to this back. But let me just ask you for for my own interest and of think a lot of other people is what was your first role? Like what what after you did the studio, after you did the training and stuff, what was the first role to you? And if you can remember, what was that like, I guess, excitement level? Because we always remember our first time doing whatever it might be yeah so i'm just gonna go with my first paid role because that was like a big deal to me yeah that's completely Um, fine (laughs) um so i didn't start auditioning for things like regularly until this past september um because i was just like train 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 and honestly i wouldn't recommend doing it that way i feel like auditioning is some of the best practice you can get but anyway that note aside um i got a main character in an audio drama um and it was a horror audio drama and i was like yes this is so my thing right as you said Um, earlier the mystery the drama (laughs) yeah and it it hasn't been released yet but i can talk about it because i've been credited um i just can't like I probably shouldn't give specifics about like the details of the story, yeah, but it's yeah. like it's it's based around a haunted house and it's super cool. Um, and I was just 
so excited because I hadn't been auditioning for long. And lo and behold, I get this really cool role of this character in a horror series. And now like the people who created it, I am like pretty close with them and I love them. And I'm just like, yeah, work with them. They're amazing. Like always hyping them up too. Um, and it's it was just a really cool experience. I, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing because it's like the hard part. Well, it's a, there's a lot of hard parts, but a really hard part for me is being my own engineer. Because <laughs> oh, you have to imagine. when you're recording. Yeah. When you're recording remotely, it's like, oh, crap, I have to do all these like blood curdling screams. And how do how do I make that sound good? <laughs> mm-hmm. Granted, I didn't really have to like do much of the editing, but I was like, how do I not like sound like I'm 10,000 years away from my microphone because like you have to step really ba- far back a lot of the time but it's like all right got to get the gain to it. but now now I've learned more since then about like how to make it sound better compression baby um but <laughs> it's just like you want to teach um, me you want to teach me I'm still I'm hey, still trying to learn <laughs> hey I learned everything I know from YouTube <laughs> like I, I think I literally typed into YouTube how to make your audition sound better because <laughs> nice. I was like it, they didn't sound bad, but I wanted to give myself that edge, you know, of not just being like, here's my raw audio, which mm-hmm. sometimes like that's what they ask for because they want to hear exactly what your space sounds like. So I'm like, when that happens, I'm happy because it's less work for me. But I'm still like, all right, I want to make them sound like they stand out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just I YouTubed everything, but <laughs> I still do. I'm still like, how do I do this? What would I even do without the internet? Like on all these tutorials, I would be so bad and nobody would hire me ever. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that even even myself who went to college doing these communications things, if I didn't have YouTube for some of the stuff that I'm looking for, uh, I'd probably be in the same boat going, I don't even know how to do this. Like, I can't do this. I can't make it out there. So, of course, again, not sponsored by YouTube or Google who owns YouTube. So, <laughs> But... Like Melissa said, if you want to pay us, we'll we'll definitely definitely put some more plugs in here. <laughs> um, so obviously, you you got that role, you got the the pay. Like I just have to ask because I remember my first time on TV, the first time that I I presented on TV. I mean, I was on TV uh, in college, like as an intern. But I guess I should say like my first time post graduation on TV. I will never forget that experience, and I'll detail it here in a bit. But like. What was it like to you getting that email saying, hey, we want to work with you? It was crazy. I was actually at um, a waitressing job at the time (laughs) when I got the email. And I just like, I was like, oh my God. Like I screamed. My coworkers were like, what the heck is going on? And I told them because they all knew that um, I was a voice actor and still am, present tense. Um, (laughs) But it was just like, it was crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, like somebody actually wants to work with me. Like I didn't, granted, I hadn't been auditioning for that long, but I still like had this imposter syndrome, which I still deal with all the time. Yay. Um, But it's just, it was just surreal being like somebody wants to listen to my voice and have to edit it and listen to it for a very long time because I'm the main character. Um, and it was just, it was so weird. Cause I was like, I don't even like listening to my voice. So thank you for, um, actually wanting to do that and have me as this character. And yeah, it was just an absolutely, uh, I felt so grateful in that moment. 
That's that's awesome. Yeah, I so real quick detailing my first time on TV. Uh, I, I tell this story because it's still just so funny to me. I actually have it saved on a DVD um, that it's uh, here at the house. But I um, did a story about. Uh, so I lived in a town called Quincy, Illinois, it's where I went to college, uh, Quincy University. There's a town nearby called Hannibal, Missouri. And for those that may go, what is Hannibal, Missouri? Hannibal, Missouri is where Mark Twain uh, lived and wrote uh, Huckleberry Finn. So like. Uh, Hannibal promotes Mark Twain a lot. Well, they had just like remodeled their downtown area and put like a number of trees that were donated to them. And so I was doing a story about the trees being planted. And I'm on, I'm on the, the set, and uh, there's a big plasma TV behind me. They're supposed to be playing this video, and I'm so excited. Like I'm like, I'm on TV. It's my first time on TV since I graduated. I'm ready to go, and I start to talk, and I start like yelling at the at, like into the <laughs> microphone. So I'm over modulating like on the end, and the you know the audio people behind there are like trying to pull me down, <laughs> and then I turn to like like a professional right. I turn to reference the screen and the wrong video is playing behind me, but I don't even notice. So I'm like these trees behind me and there's like, it's a big building, like a metal shed. (laughs) And I'm like, these trees right here are going to be downtown in, you know, Hannibal and, and uh, yeah, I didn't realize the wrong video was playing at all until after I got off and looked at the video later. And I was like, God, like I just made, you know, like for me, I made felt like I made a fool of myself. But of course, everyone else just like had a good laugh with it and was like, Jeremy, <laughs> like it, it was just so happy that you're so happy. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, guys. That's basically what it is. So like I said, we all know that first moment. So I'm glad that, of course, you, you, you know, remember it. And of course, in a sense, got to share it with some coworkers. Or excuse me, some uh, people to go through with that. Now, of course, I look over here uh, at your resume. Obviously, I did a, a big look at you, but you've done, of course, some video games, some animation stuff. And of course, you've been on some podcasts like you are here. So <laughs> I guess for you, how what is it like doing the different experiences? You know, some people, I think, get so focused on voice acting being one thing, whether it is anime, as you talked about it, or cartoons or video games but you obviously show the breath that voice acting can bring to you so how do you like i guess change the experience based off of what you're using um you mean as far as like the different mediums like how is it different recording for them yeah yeah exactly for again for the people at home that may like be interested or like of course uh anime and video games but they don't don't know the process so what's it like from your perspective doing the different aspects in the mediums um, well, let me just preface this by saying I've only really worked on indie productions. That's <laughs> so completely fine. It's, it's probably a little different uh, at the really big studios. But um, as far as like, it's more about how you act. I mean, there's different uh, there's different processes, but most of the time it's like you get on a call and you do a live directed session and you go through the lines together and uh, you get directed <laughs> by the director or creator of the project, whoever is doing it. Um, and then you're just recording on your end and uh, you send it over raw, usually like completely raw with all your like uh, coughs and breaths and whatever else you did in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I did in a lot of them, um, but it's just it's it's more about for me, like 
to for now. It's been more like the the way that I act. So like for animation, you're going to be really animated because that's what it is, right? But for video games, most of them are more grounded. So you're just going to be like, you know, like just chill in a way. Like obviously not chill for every line, but you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's more real and authentic. Uh, so it's just like, you got to adjust that a little bit because they're very different. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, character work is all the same. And it's like, you can't really do a video game and your animation reads because um, it's just like, it's not going to fit. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like, for commercials, uh, I'm, I have very limited experience with commercials. I did some PetSmart commercials, and that's about nice. it. I've done some narr- narrations, too. But, um, yeah, it's been, like, it, it's still the live-directed session, right? But it's just, like, you're you're matching to uh, a time. So if it's, like, a 30-second commercial, you have to... A lot of the direction is, like, okay, go faster, go slower. Like, you're matching a picture that they already have. So it's, like, okay, like... At this point, you need to say this line. So um, in a way, it's kind of like dubbing because it's like you're matching the mouth flaps. I haven't gotten to do that yet, unfortunately, um, <laughs> someday. But it's like I've, I've practiced a lot on my own and taking classes. And it's like, it's hard. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. It's, it's just like you, I mean, you have to match the original actors little nuances that they put in like if they take a breath you have to take a breath and it's like you um you're you can't put in as much like flair in your own performance because it's like you have to you're limited by whenever this character's lip flaps stop <laughs> and so it's like you can't add as much like oomph as you might in uh like prelay animation or video games. So there's just like little, there's so many different genres you can get into and they all have different like formats. Like, of course, for commercials, you're not going to do like a video game type (laughs) read. It's more like, I'm trying to sell this product, but I also want to sound like your friend. So it's it's just, that's a lot of the time what it is. So it's just, I don't know. There's definitely overlap in, in like, how you do the different ones but it's still like there there are different nuances you have to implement yeah when i did commercials uh i think exactly what you said uh the the time read is always difficult because yeah sometimes it's like uh, you know oh i'm i'm like a hair over you know the 30 second mm-hmm. slot i'm at like 30.7 and it's like we need you to speak yeah. a little bit faster and then you speak a little bit faster and it's like now i'm at 28 seconds like all right a little bit slower yeah. again <laughs> so i totally get yeah. it um of course i again with my background i've done some commercial work i've always wanted to get into voice acting but one i currently live in wisconsin uh and where we have no voice acting studios around here (laughs) but two um this space is not voice acting approved so i want to ask you for that reason of course uh it's something that i actually had a a person on clubhouse which for those that don't know clubhouse is a uh basically an all voiced uh social platform the way i describe it is like a 24 7 podcast uh platform (laughs) But I had someone on Clubhouse uh, ask me to do this with you, which is give you're going to help me with one quick second or whatever, be a voice actor. So what would you do to help me 
little old Jeremy here be a voice actor? What can what can you teach me to bring to the audience and bring to this this podcast? Like as far as how to get started or just you're you're the coach. All right. I'm following your lead. All right. We're going to we're going to read something. I'll 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 find something. I'll type a random Google article or something. But you're going to you're going to coach me for a second. You're going to you're going to help me be a, I'm you're the coach. I'm the voice actor. OK. Let's see here. I'm going to I'm going to just look up something. So what what should I know? What should I know? We'll go to an IGN article. How about that? I'll just go to an IGN article. Oh, okay. Or um, all right, games. Let's see here. We're gonna look at um, Alloy confirmed as the main character of PlayStation's Horizon Netflix series. Well, that <laughs> sounds obvious, but let's let's make sure. So I'm gonna read this article. You're gonna help me as a coach. All right. So let me start this first part. <laughs> Umbrella Academy director Steve Black- Blackman is heading up the Netflix Horizon series based on PlayStation Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. During an interview with Tudum, he confirmed that he's adapting the popular PlayStation series for Netflix and that Alloy will be the show's main character. Horizon Zero Dawn is an exceptionally well-crafted game with wonderful characters not often seen in the rank and file of the gaming world, he said. Guerrilla Games has created an incredible, lush, and vivid world of man and machine who find themselves on a collision course to oblivion. How did I do? Well, that's not really fair because you've had some experience, <laughs> but <laughs> I um, did. I did tell them on the on on uh, Clubhouse that I was in news for a while and did voiceovers, but they were like, "No, yeah. have her have her okay. coach you." I'm like, "All right, sounds good." <laughs> okay, well, I I can tell you um, some tips. So, um, it's all about like. I mean, I don't know about reading an article, but <laughs> as yeah, far as like, I didn't know I didn't have this prepped, so that's why I just threw something up. Um, like, so you pick an audience always. Like, if you're so for this article, I don't know. We're probably talking to younger people who would be interested in this, right? Like maybe millennials or Gen Z. Um, but think about like how you would talk to that person versus like an older person. So like a 70 year old, you wouldn't talk to them the same way as you would uh, a 20 year old. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, just making little nuances, uh, in that way. And also, um, picking a feeling, like, what do you want people to feel as you're reading this? Like, depressed. do you want them to feel yeah, depressed? I know sometimes, <laughs> sometimes though, literally, yeah, I sometimes. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like picking a feeling is so helpful to be like, I don't know, just like sometimes when I think about that feeling as I'm reading something, it just turns into a totally different read Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, this sounds like, yeah, like I'm trying to like be, um, give people empathy in a way. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's helped me a lot. Well, there you go. Everyone that's listening to this, (laughs) jot those notes down and get prepared for your break into voice acting. Uh, so Melissa, I want to ask for one, for people to follow you, but two, uh, just to know about it. What do you utilize when it comes to social media, trying to, of course, get your name out there and uh, help with discoverability? So I'm definitely most active on Twitter. Um, You can follow me at It's Melissa White because Melissa White's too common of a name, so I can't just be Melissa White. Um, But I'm also on Instagram under that same name, 
And uh, I've been trying to use TikTok more. I was for a while and then I got really burnt out on it. Mm. Um, But I've been trying to use it more just for like a fun thing. And again, to like increase my discoverability. Um, And I'm Melissa X White on there. Very MySpace. Um, (laughs) Hey, uh, shout outs to MySpace. That's where a lot of us got our start. (laughs) Man, I miss it so much. But then... um, I'm also on LinkedIn because I feel like LinkedIn is a good place because there's a lot of uh, big names on there, too, where it's like, okay, well, maybe someday they'll see my post and like I can interact with their stuff so they'll know my name. But Mm -hmm. yeah, those are my my main ones that I'm on. Yeah, and we will, of course, in the show notes, put those so that if people want to follow you and, you know, you ride along in your journey through social media, uh, they can do so. And I'm glad you brought up TikTok. So for myself, uh, I've... I really like tech talk and I, I do that a lot. Uh, we've been we've been growing very, very strongly here recently. My uh, most recent videos have been about my desire to switch games all all the time. So <laughs> we've been doing that. But I I I ask because uh, one of the things I've seen on there a number of times, I never made a video myself, but it was the whole. So you want to be a voice actor uh, oh, yeah. thing that was going on. So did you ever make one of those kind of videos? Yeah, that was actually one of my first TikToks that I made was like that really popular one. But I've done a few since. Um, I just I've been doing them to have a good time. I don't expect anything from it, but it's like it's a cool way to practice. Um, And it's also you never know whose page you might show up on. So (laughs) but yeah, I I made them like pretty early on in my my voice acting journey so I feel like I should redo them now now that I've had more coaching because I'm just like they're not bad but I would have done this this and this Mm -hmm. you know like critiquing myself you know that would actually be a great idea is uh a scene like you just said kind of comparing yourself or even uh duetting your old thing and critiquing yourself on like some of the various things I think that would be at least for myself I would find that very interesting so we're kind of getting closer to the end of the the podcast um but I wanted to kind of ask a couple of uh, quick questions so the first thing is obviously you've been doing this for a year and eight months as you talked about um I'm going to give you the question that I think every teacher ever asked you, every professor in college ever asked you. In five years, five to ten years, however you want to put it, where do you hope to see yourself? Where are you um, envisioning for yourself and your career? Um, So I really, really want to go to conventions. Um, I really want to be – I want to have my own booth and – be signing stuff for people because I, I'm such an extrovert and I love, love, love interacting with people. And so being able to have people who are fans of me come up to me, it would just be so wholesome. Um, and then just being in like to get to those convention points, um, being in AAA video games, that's honestly my number one goal, especially like JRPGs. I love them. And the voice acting is always so good. I was like, I want to be part of that. Um, So just being in AAA games, uh, being in anime, I really want to be in a lot of anime um, because I think it's a really good skill to have, first of all. And second of all, it's just so fun. (laughs) Every time I've uh, practiced, it's been really amazing. And so that's I definitely want to be focusing on character stuff at like I feel like most voice actors always have to do like commercial stuff too because it's 
it's higher paying. So oh, of course, um, I want to be in national commercials too. Um, I think that would be just so cool to just be like, oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the voice of that brand. Like how cool would that be? So that's another one of my goals. I just, I want to be in stuff like in, in stuff, like big stuff. So that's where I see myself in five to 10 years, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, very obviously, hopefully, and obviously, uh, we hope, or I hope, I should say, uh, that this podcast can help with uh, bringing that to you, bringing, the, bringing you out there. Uh, so for my last question, I'm kind of going to like leave the floor to you just for a little bit, and it's more so, uh, you know, for you to kind of talk about yourself uh like in what you can bring to the table but you know if if there was for instance somebody who was a, a a casting agency or whatever that was listening to this podcast what would you say to to have them at least give you a look and give you a a shout out for your work so this is gonna sound kind of lame <laughs> that's not starting on a good note but however <laughs> I was like, you're, you're already selling yourself short come on Melissa, um, you got this listen I'm funny. I I have witty jokes. I'm really fun to work with. Um, I I think that anyone who works with me can vouch for that. I'm always cracking jokes and obviously being serious when we need to be. But it's like I I keep it a very fun, light environment. Um, I I take direction really, really well. Um, I've been told that ever since I started, like from the beginning. Um, I, I hear something and I'm like, all right, I know exactly what I need to do. And then I do it. So it's very, very fast with me to get what you want. Um, I have a wide range of voices. I mean, you can hear that in my character demo. Um, I can go from high pitched nerdy girl to a bratty little boy. <laughs> so it's like, there's a, a vast range that I have. And um, I, I just, I'm also just super easy to work with. Like I, I get what you need on time. If you need me to send files, I, you know, within 24 hours at the latest, um, I always send stuff over as quickly as I can, like upon receipt of the work, if we're not doing a live session. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I think like, I, I'm a, I'm a nice person too. Like I'm not one of those divas. Like I, I've run into some of them where it's like, okay, you think, they're like secondhand directing, right? And it's like, no, I'm not like if I have an idea, I'll bring it up. Sometimes I have really cool ideas, but I'm not gonna be like, no, I disagree with your direction and we should do it my way. Like, no, never. So yeah, I just I think I'm very fun to work with. And uh, I think anyone would enjoy working with me if you're listening to this. I hope that was a stronger finish than my start. (laughs) It was a strong finish. And let me just vouch for it. Obviously, I've had a blast here on the podcast. There's so much more things I would want to talk to you and ask about. So maybe at some point in the future, we'll be bringing you back uh, to catch up with you and, of course, get some more, more things going on. But we're at the part of the show where I always say to people... I don't know what you might be playing here in this week, but if you want to spend your hard-earned cash on an upcoming video game, I'm going to tell you about what's coming up this week. And it starts with Fridays, September 16th, Hidden Through Time Definitive Edition for PS4 and Switch. On Monday, September 19th, Return to Monkey Island for Switch and PC, and that is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Tuesday, September 20th, is Construction Simulator PS5 for or for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Hard Space Shipbreaker for PS5 and Xbox Series. 
Jack Move for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, Solstice for PS5, Xbox Series, and PC, and to pass along, there is a demo currently available on Steam, but at the time of this airing, I don't know if the demo will still be available, so if it is, quickly play it, because usually they take it down when the game releases. On Thursday, September 22nd, you have No Place for Bravery on Switch and PC, Serial Cleaners for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, Session Skate Sim for PS5, PS4, Xbox One and PC, The Dealfield Chronicle for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, Potion Permit for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch and uh yeah and just switch slime rancher 2 for xbox series and pc train life a railway simulator for ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one and then friday september 23rd you have dreamworks dragons legends of the nine realms for ps5 xbox series ps4 xbox one and switch so melissa any of those catching your attention the one about the dragons the dragons (laughs) it sounded very majestic i don't know that you read them so fast though i couldn't keep up i was just like oh my gosh There's a lot going on here. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me. Uh, Normally, I read them faster because, like, the list is a lot longer. And um, I try not to – like, I try to be very clear with the voice, Mm -hmm. like, the the titles. But when you're trying to read off the title as well as every console it comes out for, sometimes it can be very long. So usually (laughs) usually I just hope people, like, of course, like, you know, all right, rewind. Let's just hear what what games are coming out. But – for myself, the Dealfield Chronicle. Dealfield Chronicle is the upcoming strategy RPG. Uh, I should say, shouldn't say. Well, I guess it's strategy real time RPG uh, coming from Square Enix, also being developed by Landcars. And I talked about it recently on the podcast. I wrote an article over on PressStartNews.net for you to check out if you want to. It is a fantastic game. Uh, the demo does a great job in showcasing what the game offers. And I think for you, uh, Melissa, you might really enjoy the the voice acting of it because I think that they did a, a great job with the characters, both in the English dub as well as, of course, the Japanese voice acting. Um, but that's kind of the, the biggest one, I would say, over this week. Uh, the following week is when a number of other ones, including Valkyrie Elysium, comes out, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. So, But... That is all that we have here for the podcast. Melissa, before we send everyone off into the weekend, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? I Something you said earlier, This I'm going to try to make this quick. Something you said earlier about living in Wisconsin, and so it would be hard for you. I just want to, uh, objection. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that game. Um, but no, <laughs> um, it, I'm sorry. Okay, so. I I just want to say that you can be a voice actor from literally anywhere in the world because there's so much remote work out there from your own home studio. So if you put, I mean, if you go in your closet, like clothes are great sound treatment as it is. So it's like, if you're just in there and you have a microphone, just start out with something small, cheap USB mic. That's totally fine. Um, Just to like get started, you can totally do it. And I just wanted to leave a, that word of encouragement, because I think it's so uh, such a common thought that you have to be in like L.A., New York or Texas. Um, And it's no, you can do it from anywhere. So if you want to do this, do it. I believe in you. Let me know if you have questions, because I love helping people out. So like if you go to my social media and DM me, I got you. (laughs) <laughs> you're, t- you're telling me someone who worked in nonprofits, like in in psychology, likes helping people. Come on. <laughs> 
I know. It, it seems sus. Seems very fake. Very fake. Uh oh. We gotta. We might have to kick somebody off of the the airship here. <laughs> All right, just don't air this episode because I'm canceled now. So. Oh, no. All right. Well, everybody, no, I agree with what Melissa said. I was more uh, making mention, of course, of just uh, here where I live, being able to go to a casting studio. But I agree with what Melissa said. Yeah. And don't let me discourage you. Let <laughs> Melissa be the one who brings you up and encourages you to go do your things because yeah. that's what we're here to do on the One More Game podcast. But for the last time on this episode, I've been one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy. This has been Melissa White and Melissa Again, thank you so much for being here. And so, everyone, as always, stay hydrated, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep on gaming. We'll see you guys on the next episode.